All right, welcome back to the In My Element podcast. We have a super exciting guest, another fellow Honda Element dweller, Jer from Jer's Toaster on YouTube. What's up, my man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Dude, I'm awesome. Chilling by the beach, just enjoying the beautiful weather. Uh, where Whereabouts in the world are you? Uh, so I'm in Carborough, North Carolina. I don't know if anybody knows where that is. It's like kind of close to, to Chapel Hill, I guess. Oh. is the If that's still too small of a city, Raleigh, North Carolina, will get you close. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly not familiar, but I'll overlay a map so people can see exactly where you're at. Like Central North Carolina, just as long as you find North Carolina, just like put a dot in the middle. That's about where I am. <laughs> so you you just started your adventures you just went full-time in your honda element and i was curious as to why why, why did you start uh doing the the van life in your honda element yeah so i um so i'm a kayaker right and i realized with kayaking whitewater kayaker i realized with with kayaking if you live somewhere that doesn't have a ton of whitewater which is where i was living then it just sucks dude <laughs> you're driving like four hours to the mountains you kayak on you're on the river for four hours and then you drive four hours back home and i was just going back and forth and back and forth and at, at one point i was like dude this is dumb like there's no reason for me to go back and forth and back and forth every single week every single day whatever so i um i used to drive a civic so i started living out of the civic part-time like i'd go out there for like two weeks and live out of the civic and like at first it was like okay you know this isn't bad but as time went on like dude a civic is just not really big <laughs> like i had a two-door civic too a 98 honda civic ex two-door so like it was entirely not meant for to be like lived out of <laughs> it was just it was awful um to sleep i literally had to like climb into the into the trunk essentially and like wiggle my way in uh yeah so that and and that car was so old that it leaked so like when it rained, like it would just rain like into the car and it was just, it was just a mess. So I got, I got rid of it. Um, but I was like, well, Hey, if I'm getting a new car anyways, let me get something I can live out of. And then the idea was like, well, why don't I just do this permanently? If I'm already gone half the month and I literally only come back to like do laundry and, and some errands and then I leave again, like what's, what's the point, you know? So I, I decided, well, I'm going to do this full time. I was looking at vans and everything. And well, this is what 2022. So like the beginning of 2022, the car market was just awful. I would literally like look up a car and it'd be broken and still cost more than what it would be brand new. So I was like, I'm not doing this. So I got lucky and ended up finding an element and I bought it from this lady that took really good care of it. And from there I was like, all right, well, this is, this is the one I got really fortunate that I had someone that could help me build it out, but built it out. And within a month of buying it, I'm living out of it full time. And I, I love it, dude. It's, it's been amazing. It's been awesome. So when you were shopping around and you saw the sprinters, there's, or, you know, big vans and they're super expensive, expensive. Did you kind of like intentionally look for a Honda element or were you looking at other like smaller cargo vans? Cause it sounds like you're kind of a Honda fanboy. I think a lot of us are. So yeah, a little bit, I'll be honest, a little bit. <laughs> um, so my first car was a CRV. And that thing, like back in high school, I abused the hell out of that thing, man. Like I was like racing the CRV down like back roads and stuff. Um, I lived in Massachusetts at the time. So I would like try, like take it four wheeling 
when it wasn't the all-wheel drive version, but, like, <laughs> but it still worked and it, it did everything I ever asked of it. Um, and then when I had that Civic, I stopped doing maintenance on that Civic probably like six months before I got rid of it. And it still ran really well. Like at a certain point, I was only running off three cylinders for like 5,000 miles, oh which God. is unbelievable that it still was running. Um, and I put that thing through tons of abuse as well. And I was like, well, look, if the Hondas are doing really well, I might as well go for it. I was looking at sprinters, but it's just like, dude, that's, I'm not that rich. <laughs> I wish I was. But like, even if they knocked like a zero off the end of the price of the sprinters, I still couldn't afford it. <laughs> I was like, that's not happening. Uh, otherwise, like, yeah, dude, if I had $150,000 to spare, yeah, I'd be in a sprinter right now. 150k for a van is is honestly a little ludicrous you know and um i think that's what's so special about the honda element because you know they are increasing in value which is awesome for people who own them but there's so much versatility and it's so small but yet it's can do all of the adventures that you could possibly imagine so how does your your kayak setup work i imagine you have it on the roof somewhere yeah it's on actually i wonder I wonder if you can see it. Hold on. All right. I don't oh know my! Oh my God! So there you go. So I've got a bunch of stuff on my roof, um, which is something else that I learned throughout this process as well. Is that moving into any vehicle, it's so personalized, right? Like everybody has different needs. Everybody has different requirements. So I'm somebody that, like, as far as climate control goes. As long as I won't die, I'm okay. You know, like I'll figure it out. I'll put more layers on or I'll just sweat my ass off, whatever. Um, but I know some people that if it's not like 70, they freak out. So for me, my needs were that I needed to be able to put a kayak and all my gear in the vehicle somewhere or on the vehicle somewhere, right? So obviously the, the answer is the roof because it just it's stupid to have a kayak in here. I tried <laughs> it, it did not work. Um, I just like immediately like half of my living space is gone. Um, all my gear gets wet all the time too. And having that in here just made it smell like mold all the time too. And so that's, that's also on the roof. But uh, yeah, dude, I just, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to utilize the roof. It does make trying to stay stealthy a little more difficult because everywhere I go, people are like, oh, there's a giant kayak on this dude's roof. And like, <laughs> I play a little bit more careful with that, but like that, that's how I have to make it work. So now that you're you're kind of on the road, um, I saw like in some of your YouTube videos that you were kind of working from coffee shops. Um, yeah. What what is it that you do for work that allows you to kind of travel and kayak um, all over the place? Um. Well, the real answer is that I don't have a solid job. Like I don't have a real job. I'm a I'm a kayak. I'm a river guide. I guess is the the way to put it. Um. In the industry, we have what we call mercenary guides. Basically, you're not attached to any specific outfitter just go wherever um and it's also like within the same season so i currently work for two outfitters i may pick up i just applied for a third one and i may pick up a fourth one but they're located all around north carolina so i just if they need someone to run a trip and i happen to be in the area i'll do that or i'll schedule my availability where i, I like spend a week at each spot and just have availability for that week only for that outfitter um so i'll do stuff like that and that's kind of how I make money. The eventual goal is to make money off of YouTube, right? Like that's the end goal. So then I don't have to be outfitting and, and doing guided trips and stuff. Uh, for YouTube, I actually 
have two channels. My kayaking channel just got monetized, which is super cool. Uh, I make like six dollars. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'm getting there. I can buy like half a meal once a month. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do have a kayaking channel, and that one's getting bigger. Um, ho- I do have a like a the Jer's Toaster is the the van life channel. I'm hoping that gets bigger as well. And through the both of those, I'm hoping I make enough money to support this lifestyle. Right now, I'm just kind of using that a little bit and then guiding to make up the, the remainder. And the hope is that I can stop guiding and do only YouTube. So it sounds like you're you're pretty serious about kayaking. Uh, it sounds like your whole life almost revol- revolves around it. And I think some of the most like successful people are those who are like hyper focused on mm-hmm. though that one single thing. Uh, could you tell us maybe like how you got into kayaking in the first place? Okay, so so yeah, like I've definitely made it my entire personality, which um, is good or bad depending on how you view it, but. Uh, I, I volunteer for a rescue squad. That's another thing that I do. I volunteer for a rescue squad and we were at the green, green, ooh, green river in North Carolina. And this is before I knew anything about kayaking, right? And the green river is one of the most well-known whitewater rivers in the world. So I was there and we were like, we're at these, like, I hesitate to call them waterfalls, but they're essentially like waterfalls and they're, they're pretty big rapids. And I was like, just impressed by, by how crazy the water looked. And then next thing you know, I see like dudes and kayaks coming down. And I was like, there's no way. Like, what are you doing? Um, but that image, that that moment never left my brain. So six months later, I wandered into a local kayak shop and I was like, hey, I want to learn how to whitewater kayak. And I had like my roommate's fishing kayak and some random like paddle I bought from Walmart. And the guy <laughs> behind the desk was just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, you're not going to be whitewater kayaking in that. Uh, some time went by. Eventually, he taught me a little bit. And then um, uh, there's a really good community here in the Southeast on it. And they're really welcoming and they just welcomed me in and, and I just took it and went with it. And next thing you know, I'm, I want to say I'm kayaking like at a really advanced level, but I'm kayaking at a pretty decent level. I'm considering myself a pretty strong intermediate and it just kind of took off from there, made a channel and everything that started as like, just, you know, like a, a fun thing I did. I had zero video editing skills, zero, you know, anything skills before that. And I was just like, yeah, this will be like my creative outlet. And, you know, as that went on, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger for the kayaking world. Um, not so much big in terms of YouTube, but for the kayaking world, bigger and bigger. So yeah, it's, it's that's, that's how that happened. Uh, before we continue, I want everybody who's watching this to subscribe to his channel right now so we can help him support and, you know, get to his goal. And that way we can see more content um, from your channel. I, w- I was actually surprised when you said you didn't have video editing experience because when I was watching your videos, I was like, wow, this is really nice editing. And the thumbnails were like very catching on Jared's toaster. I was like, wow, this guy must have some experience in video editing. So my experience is, like I said, I turned this into my whole personality, right? Like this is just, I had nothing else going on for me in life other than this. So it got to the point where I was like, all right, well, if I'm diving into this, if I want to make a living out of this, I have to give 100% to this. And I'm somebody that believes that like, you shouldn't have a plan B, if that makes sense. And I realize that's kind of counter to what a lot of people believe. But I think if you have a plan B, then you give yourself a fallback and then you don't try as hard in your plan A because it's not like a life or death issue anymore. You're just like, Oh, if this fails, I'll do this instead. But if you don't give yourself that other option, 
then then you have to make it work right like it doesn't matter what's going on you're gonna find a way to make it work so i quit everything dropped out of school and was like i'm gonna make this youtube thing work and it literally was i would spend while everybody else was working a regular job 40 hours a week at work or whatever i'm spending those same 40 hours researching how to video edit researching how to like create a thumbnail actually doing the video editing uh the jared toaster is a relatively newer channel i think it's only been up for like a month and a half maybe but jared kayaks if you go to some of my older videos like you can it's pretty rough i like whenever i go back i'm like kind of embarrassed whenever i watch it <laughs> of just like how not skilled the uh the editing <laughs> and it's still obviously like a work in progress i'm not perfect now but I did spend a lot of time doing it. So the Jair's Toaster channel is definitely a lot more polished because of that, just because I've, I've had a year of like going hard at it every day to, to figure it out. Has there ever been a time when you, you were out kayaking where mm -hmm. maybe you had like a, a dangerous situation or maybe during a, a rescue of sorts where, you know, may, maybe not something, nothing too morbid, uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, have you ever been in sort of like a sketchy situation? I mean, I think the sketchy situations are just pretty constant. It doesn't, mm. not like a, I, I, I'm trying to think of how to word this because I've been in this sport long enough and I've done this long enough now that certain things are almost normal, right? Like, so there'll be a rap that's like, hey, if you go right here, you might get really hurt. And so, well, I guess the normal person might just be like, well, why are we running this rapid? My answer is just like, all right, well, don't go right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then um, and it kind of becomes almost normalized in a way. Uh, you have rapids that are dangerous, but it's like, this is the way you do it. And if you feel good about it and you feel like you can do it, then you do it. If you don't feel good about it, you just walk around it. Um, as far as specific situations, I mean, it, it really depends on what your scale of like, sketchy is right because there's been times where i've run a rapid where it's like hey if you miss the line like you're probably going to die um wow. there's been times where it's like you know just like you do like a someone gets caught underwater for a second and you have to cut like a line that they got tangled in um but nothing i haven't had any like really crazy things happen yet and i hope it never turns out that way yeah we'll knock on some wood for you yeah, I don't have any wood. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 almost becomes it's a hard thing to explain when you're constantly surrounded by not death because that sounds so morbid. But when you're constantly surrounded by by danger, by risk, um, even living out of a vehicle, I think is the same way, right? Like people are like, "Wow, I can't believe you sleep in that small of a space." But when you do that every day, like it it becomes normal, and I'm sure you know that probably better than i do yeah after after three years you you yeah. come across all sorts of situations uh mm -hmm. i'll share one recently uh so i was drifting off to sleep it was like 8 8 30 yeah and uh, i've gotten so comfortable sometimes i don't even put the window shades up right um so i'm drifting off to sleep and then all of a sudden i see this guy like peering into my window yeah. And I, you know, I thought it was going to break in. Uh, so I was like half asleep. So my instinct was to knock on my own window. And that scared the shit out of this guy. He was not ready for that. So he took off and I pulled down my window shades and I see him running to another vehicle. So 
the, either they were after my catalytic converter or they were trying to break in. Mm -hmm. But either way, he was not expecting me to be in there. <laughs> and that's the first time I've had any like real like sketchy situation um, mm -hmm. while living inside of, of this vehicle. So yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little weird. It was a little weird to be in that situation. And then and it's one of those things that too, like it will, it'll probably happen again at some point. Like it's just, that's just how it is. And you're just like, yeah, it happened. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> if I'm living in my, like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, okay, now that happened, I'm never doing this again. Right. Like, it's just, it's just a, a part of it. Um, you can't, you can't live in fear. You know, you gotta, you gotta okay. keep pushing okay. on. Well, I think that's what stops a lot of people from going into this van life kind of lifestyle is I know a lot of people, actually, almost everybody that I've talked to at some point has been like, oh, dude, that sounds so cool. Like, I would love to live that lifestyle. Right. Like, everybody wants to do it, but nobody's, not nobody, very few people are willing to take that, like, step forward to actually do it and go through with it. And I get it, right? It's a commitment. Like, it's not like I just accidentally ended up in this in this element. Like, I, I had to make steps forward to make that happen. But I think a lot of people, they, they get that idea and then they live in fear of like, I don't know, whatever it is. Maybe they, they want to have a bathroom that's not like right. the sometimes, you know, maybe they want to have more stability, whatever it is. Um, but I think a lot of people really just kind of cut themselves short a little bit. They they might not believe they're they're as capable as they really are. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people get hung up on the vehicle, right? I, I feel like they get hung up on, I got to have the Sprinter van. Mm -hmm. I got to have this full build out. But like you said, you know, you did it in your Honda Element. So, I mean, in your Honda Civic. Yeah. So it's it's really, like you said, it's, it's people just kind of living in fear of the unknown, I think. Uh, like taking that first step yeah. into living this life of adventure, which has a lot of benefits. But then along with it, there are some like sketchier situations yeah, i mean i would say living 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 out of that civic i definitely had some like the highest highs i've ever experienced and also like some of the lowest lows you know like i'm in, like in the middle of nowhere like my civic's broken and i'm like trying to figure it out i can't get signal i'm like the only auto parts store is like an advanced auto parts that's like five miles down the road and they don't have what i need and i'm like well fuck <laughs> i'm just gonna hang out here for like two days um but at the same time like you have, I think you learn to, to appreciate the little things. Um, just yesterday, dude, I, I went to a Harris Teeter. I don't know if you all have Harris Teeters over in California. It's oh, like, what? It's a grocery store. Okay. Harris Teeter. Yeah. So it's a grocery store. So I went to a grocery store and they had a sale. They were doing um, like grilled chicken, like, like actually warm and, and made grilled chicken. Mm. It was an eight piece thing, which is a, a ton of chicken for six dollars but if you got two of them they were five dollars each so for ten dollars you get like like a huge like more than what would feed a family and so i literally bought it sat in like their their little like customer service area where they had a table i was just like eating this chicken in the grocery store <laughs> that was one of the happiest moments of my life dude because it was just like i found a good deal and i'm eating this nice warm chicken um, and I haven't had a solid meal in like a few days just because I don't have a cooking setup yet. Like I, I was kind of rushed doing this. So like I'm having a nice warm meal and it tastes really good. And it was cheap. And like I have a table to sit on. I'm not like cramped up in the element eating. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. But like that's something that I think your average person would just like it's just it's just chicken to them. You know, but once you appreciate the small things like that's that's what makes people happy, I guess. That's what makes 
it, it, I don't know how to explain it, but your perspective is different. Like you get happy over the small things instead of worrying about, you know, like, did I catch up on this TV show that everybody's watching or whatever it is? I'm sure there's a famous quote out there that, sh- that says like, yeah, to appre- to pre- <laughs> better than I did. <laughs> to, to appreciate the, the little things, you know, you have to, whatever, you know, <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, so I have a question. Um, who inspired you to like, live the van life did you watch anybody's like youtube channel did you read any books um you know what what inspired you i think honestly so there's this book called um goodbye things i can't remember who it's by right now it's it's some some guy from japan i can't remember who it's by goodbye things it's what it's called it's a book about minimalism and i don't consider myself really a minimalist although if you live out of a van you kind of have to be right that's just part of it um but i read this book and in the past, my experience with minimalism has always been essentially like some like crazy weirdo that lives in a cave and like owns like one towel and that's all they own. You know? And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not some some weird like whatever. Uh, but this guy wrote this book and he tells it from the perspective of like your everyday loser, essentially. And I was like, well, I'm your everyday loser. Like I can do this too. And um, it just, it really put the dots together and connected it all. And once I started kind of getting rid of my things, uh, whether that be through donating them or like giving them away or selling it or whatever it is, I realized like, oh, there's there's something unique and special about having everything you own be with you, right? Everything you own is with you. You know what every single thing, like you're not finding something and being like, oh, I forgot I had this because you only have so many things. And your real concern, honestly, every day is just like, where do I sleep and what do I eat? And like, that's kind of it. All, right, all the other things in life just fade away because all you that's again that's all you really care about and so once I started doing that I was like oh I really enjoy this this is making me happier than I ever am um, a lot of kayakers I know live at other cars whether it's part-time or full-time and so I kind of took inspiration on that I did look at a few like YouTube videos and stuff like that but a lot of it was um sprinter van focused which again was just outside my budget and the other thing is that a lot of it didn't apply to my situation, right? A lot of those guys aren't kayakers. A lot of those guys uh, require different things. And I was like, well, this is such a personalized, like I can't just copy somebody's build because their build isn't going to do what I want to do. And so it was a very short-lived thing that I was on the internet with it. Most of it was taken from people I knew in real life that were doing similar things. You know, there's there's a certain type of person that does the van life and, and so we have surfers mm-hmm. rock climbers yeah kayakers i didn't even know about that mm-hmm. um who else i'd say uh mountain bikers Ma- oh really yeah that's true any like outdoor sport like, yeah where you gotta where you gotta kind of travel to make it work i think um you'll see out there and then i think there's also um the uh the guys that live in the desert and stuff like i don't i don't know if i would do that i like green more than i like desert yeah off-road overland crew like they'll they'll live out of their vehicles too yeah i i was on my way to uh the grand canyon and i Mm -hmm. saw like this in the middle of nowhere just a bunch of rvs parked in the middle of the desert i was like i don't know if i can do that (laughs) because i i i gotta show you where i'm at i wonder if i can flip this screen here Anyway, I'm at the ocean. Like, that's awesome, dude. 
Where, where in California are you? So uh, I live in, I'm living in Southern California right now. Okay. And um, there are so many places to park. Like there's so many hiking trails. Like I, I think Southern California is just so awesome for van life. Um, how, how is North Carolina with a van life? Um, it depends where you are. If you're in kind of like, so if you're on the coast, I think it's pretty, pretty okay. Um, from what I've heard, if you're in the mountains, it's kind of pretty okay from what I've heard. But if you're in the central area, a central area is kind of very, I don't think they're super friendly to it. (laughs) That makes sense. Like, uh, here, all the parks close at like sundown. So it's not like you can just like stay in the park somewhere and they're all like kind of the parks aren't great to begin with um the i don't think the maybe it's just the specific areas i've been but i feel like it's a lot of like business and tech and medical and things like that but people that are like living you know normal lives and so i get weird looks all the time uh, <laughs> as stealthy as i try to be and i understand like with a kayak on top it's kind of hard to be super stealthy um, but I try my best and I still get weird looks all the time. I get, I tried to hitchhike a few times and it's, it's really difficult to hitchhike out here, man. Um, I feel uh, when I was on the coast, it's a lot easier in the mountains, super easy, dude. Mm. Like mountains, like literally you, you're on the road for like 10 minutes and you've got to ride somewhere. But here in the, in the center part, I literally walked for like an hour and a half down this road before somebody finally picked me up. And I'd almost already walked to, to like another place I needed to be. Wow. So um, I just, I don't think it's super friendly. I guess this area is more um, people that are doing it. The weekend warriors, I guess. Okay. okay. They work like a nice job in the cities or something. And they have their sprinter van that they spend all their money on. And then they go out for the weekend and then they they have their they go to camp but like that camp has to have running water and, and stuff for them and then they they come back i hope none of them hear this because there's probably there's a few of them that i specifically thinking about <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i feel like that's kind of the vibe here whereas once you get to the mountains or the coast like people are more more open to it do you have a uh, future plans for your Honda Element build? You mentioned you didn't have like a cooking setup, and I saw the video where you kind of give gave a little bit of a tour, mm-hmm. and I I thought the build was awesome, especially that little bench desk area yeah, that you yeah. have in the back. Um, do you have any future plans? Um, well, so I'm a little on hold right now because I've only done this for for literally like two weeks, so mm-hmm. I haven't had enough time to deal with a lot of issues that will probably come up at some point. Um, you just, things that like, you just don't know until it happens. I'd like to kayak in literally every state. Like that's, that's one of the goals is go to every single state in the U S go to Canada, go to Mexico, maybe South America. If I drive all the way down there, wow. uh, I can like every single state, every single spot. Uh, but in order to get to that point, I think I need to be more successful on YouTube first. I don't think I have the, the cash coming in to make that happen yet. And then the other thing is um, I really want to inspire other people to, to get outside their comfort zone, man. Like I said, I think a lot of people just don't think they're capable of things like this, even though they really are. And I would hate to be somebody that grows up to be like 50 or 60 and is like, oh, I wish I did this when I was young. And I hear that all the time from people that I talk to. And I just, I can't imagine having to live a life like that. And I hope really no one ever has to. 
So if anybody's ever on the fence of like, do I want to get into van life? Like I hope, I hope through my channel or whatever else they see that inspires them to be like, Hey, like this is doable. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm doing this with, you know, not a ton of money. I did this without a ton of setup. And I think this is the same for a lot of people that do van life is that you don't, you're not perfect going into it, man. Like nothing's ever perfect. Um, you're going into it really as prepared as you can be, but as prepared as you can be is usually still pretty unprepared when it comes to like figuring things out. I don't have electrical yet. I don't have a cooking setup yet. Um, I have like a jet boil, but like, that's kind of it. Like I don't have a real cooking setup. Um, but that's all stuff that will come with time. And for those people that think you have to spend six months to a year outfitting a van out with everything perfect before you get on the road, like you my opinion is if you do that, you just never end up on the road. You just keep doing things to this van and it never actually leaves that spot. Yeah. And I think that was one of the things I loved about your story is that it's just so adventurous. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Like, I, and, and there wasn't a lot of like time spent in between like getting the element and then taking off, you know, you got the build and you just went for it. And I think that's, probably the best way to learn about van life is just to give it a try. Maybe for a weekend, you can rent vans on outdoorsy or whatever and just give it a try. Um, so I, I want to know if you have any questions for me in this channel. I do actually. So um, my first question, I guess, is because I watched your video on like stealth, right? Sure. And um, agree with all your points problem is i have a kayak on my roof <laughs> so, so that's where i'm like dude like i don't know what the answer is here man like because i can i can park at places but it's so much easier for people to recognize my vehicle just because there's there's only one vehicle in the entire parking lot that has a kayak on top you know and like and it's orange I, yeah and it's orange and if i get kicked <laughs> out of one parking lot like i'm probably gonna get kicked out of most of them in that area usually is how it goes uh just because like i can't like get kicked out of one parking lot and go to another parking lot and have people think it's a different car. Like they, they know it's the same car and you can see the car when you can see the kayak above everybody else's car. So it's like just a beacon there for, for security to show up to. Um, so my question for you is like, dude, do you have any, like, do you have any tips on how to get through this or is it just like something that <laughs> it is what it is? You know? Oh man. Well, I think in your situation, it's going to be really tough, you know, cause you have, you have the kayak with you. Um, at least the vibe here in Southern California is they don't care. Like you can come to Southern California and you can have park anywhere with your, your kayak on top and people just don't care. They really don't. So I, I don't know if maybe North Carolina, Carolina is a little bit smaller and it's, it's like maybe the people kind of know each other a little bit more and they spot the van. So I guess, I guess my advice or would be just to start moving start moving. <laughs> start moving man just like go from one spot all right i'm burned here then it's then it's off to the next <laughs> one and then and then by by that you'll be able to uh see more of the u.s mm -hmm. yeah i think um i think uh i think honestly it's just the like specific area i'm in i think once i get to the mountains and the coast i don't think it's an issue anymore it's just this specific like college town kind of area that i'm in i think is a lot of it too um that's that's yeah another question i have for you man is like how do you how do you create content like what is your the reason i ask is because i went into this thinking like oh i'll just go to coffee shops and i'll like continue to film and continue to create content 
uh, without electrical, which maybe that's just something I need to figure out first. But like all my devices are usually constantly floating at like 20%. And then I like charge as much as I can at a coffee shop and they're all floating at like 20% again in another day. And um, like filming is weird. I feel like filming is weird when I'm in a parking lot and like cars are pulling in and out and like I'm talking to like a tripod and everyone's just like, what is this guy doing? And so um, that and I mean, you mentioned earlier, you, you go to sleep at like eight or nine which is kind of what I do now. Like on my, my sleep cycle now follows the sun. Right. Yes. One of the great things of van life. Yeah. So it's like, if I have a video I want to work on and now it's eight, eight or nine, like it's, it's just not, I'm not working through the night. No. And it's just something you just got to deal with basically. Yeah. So um, I get most of my filming done super early in the morning. I mean, like 6 a.m. Sun's okay. up 7 a.m. There's less people around. You know, yeah. uh, you also get more comfortable the more you do it. So, I mean, I'll, I'll talk straight up to a camera and um, I, I, whatever people will look around and they'll stare. But, you know, you're working. You got to you got to kind of like just tune out anybody who's like watching you and just kind of do your thing. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And also, I think this is just another like California thing. You know, it's Hollywood whatever you want to call it people are so used to that sort of thing that's like oh whatever he's a vlogger or doing his thing you know mm -hmm. um so yeah the more you do it the, the easier it gets for sure and um as far as like content ideas that i have a i have a huge list in my my phone yeah. and i just like all right what what are we going to film today what what is going to capture people's attention um and the, the more you do it, the more you learn and you more, you more, the more you learn what people like to see, what they don't like to see. And, um, really I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, like Mr. Beast has done a ton of podcasts recently and he yeah. kind of gives like his, his formula of how to mm -hmm. keep attention and how to give titles that are like super engaging. And, you know, it's like in the title, you give a good statement, like the Honda element is the best fan ever. Or, right. or some, something like it's like a bold, bold statement. And um, that gets people to click. And I think that's the hardest part about YouTube is getting people to click. And then as long as your content's good, you'll be able to create good content. You know? That's what I figured out too so far is that like, it doesn't matter how good your content is if nobody clicks on it, right? Like that's why I put so much effort into, um, into the thumbnails is because I was like, well, if yeah, again, it doesn't matter how good my content is if nobody clicks on it, somebody has to click on it first. Yeah, and your thumbnails are super awesome. I, I, I was I was like, oh yeah, I gotta click this. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I I love making the thumbnails. Like I I didn't realize I enjoyed video editing, photo editing so much until recently, until I started doing this. And I was like, well, dude, I I don't know why it took me so long to to discover this. Dude, I'm but gonna I, need your <laughs> I'm going to need your help with my thumbnails because they're awful and I love yours, dude. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I can give you some work your way if you want to work on my thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I enjoy it. I don't know if I want to do it for other people yet. But <laughs> fair, fair. How that works, man. Like, the other thing, dude, is like, so you're monetized on YouTube, I assume, right? You mm -hmm. have over a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have two and a half thousand, I think. Something yeah. like that. Um, so another issue I've run into is like, 
music and copyrights. So because I'm kayaking, actually, this probably applies to you too. You're you're in national forests and national parks all the time, right? Sure. Is there, do you have to, like, I don't know how the system works. Do you have to get permits to shoot? Because everything you do is commercial now, technically, isn't it? Yeah, so I think last year they passed, at least in national parks, that you can film commercially commercially there without a, without a license or anything. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 the only thing where it gets tricky is with drone shots. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, so if you have a drone, there's, like, a lot of regulations on where you, fl- where you can fly, where you can't fly. Um, mm-hmm. but just normal shooting, nah, it's not a big deal. Okay. That's, that's good. Cause like the last thing I want to do is like put all this effort into a video and like put it up and immediately get like the FBI, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like oh, guys, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess unless the, the video you make gets like a, a million views, I don't think anyone's really going to notice to be honest. And, um, it's, yeah, I think it's once you start to make a lot of money that, the the agencies are going to want their their cut of it you know but yeah if you're filming in national parks and state parks it's not an issue unless there's a drone involved gotcha and, and i wish i had a drone too because drone footage is amazing man like you can do so much with drones totally slowly build up your uh your arsenal of video gear yeah yeah dude i have like i'm on my like fifth gopro now which not to like talk shit about GoPro, but like GoPro is not not all what it's cracked out to be. <laughs> you know? hey, um, or or maybe I'm just too rough on it. That's the other possibility because I'm literally like slamming this thing into like different types of water all the time. It's like bouncing off rocks and stuff. Um, and I'm always in a water environment with it, so it's yep. like that's that's probably part of it. Luckily, it's not salt water because that would ruin the GoPro. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but I do, I do pay for um, something called Soundstripe, and it's like a a, mu- a music service. Um, so yeah, I that's been super helpful, and I think people really enjoy like having music in the YouTube video. So it, I think that's uh, a good expense if you're going to be working on YouTube videos a lot. You know? Oh, I agree, and I think um, I think people don't people outside the editing world i think don't realize the effect that music can have um like i don't i think people don't realize just how much because you can put the same same exact clip just over different music and it's a different thing yeah and especially if you build your entire edit around the music which i don't really do on the on the toaster channel but on the kayak channel i do like my entire edit is pretty much built around the the music which then means that like if I need to change a song, like it sucks because I gotta like redo everything. But um, but it really pulls like the video together. It's just music is just so important. But yeah, I'm on. I do. I pay for Soundstripe. Uh, I'm using the trial for Epidemic as well because they have a one month trial. And I also play pay for Artlist. So okay. I'm kind of basically just like throwing money at the problem right now. It's weird because having two channels, dude, most of them only let you monetize one channel. So, like, it, oh, like, I see. I see the the, you, yeah. the service will only let you monetize one. Yeah. So, um, right now I only have one monetized channel, but like, whenever the Twister channel becomes monetized, I don't want to have to, like, I want to have songs that are already good to be, to be monetized, you know, not like have to go back and, and replace them or whatever. So, have you, do you do any, um, ocean kayaking? I don't. Um, I would love to. Honestly, like any paddle sport sounds fun to me. Um, it's just, I just haven't had a chance to, honestly, is all it is. Like, and especially living out of this van now, 
I can't because I used to own eight kayaks like eight oh and then I was like dude I can't I can't bring all eight around with me so I'm down to I think four now and I'm still working on getting rid of them to where I only have one so I guess to, to answer your question I have not I would love to I just haven't had a chance to well, when you come to SoCal, dude, hit me up. We'll go, like, I can see the ocean right here, dude. We'll go, we'll go hit the ocean kayak. Mm -hmm. And this spot, there's, like, lobster fishing. So we can throw hoop nets and we can catch lobsters. Dude, that'd be awesome, man. You, like, throw, throw the net in, you go kayak, and you come back, pick up some lobsters. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can grill in the back of the Honda Element, dude. Yeah, so actually, what do you do for cooking, man? Uh, just a Coleman, like, two-burner stove. Nothing crazy. I have, like, a little propane tank that hooks on there. But mm -hmm. the, the real answer is I don't cook a lot. I, I really don't, man. Like I just eat cheaply. Like, like you said, you went to the grocery store and got like chicken. Mm -hmm. I, 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 when I heard that, I was like, that's exactly what I do, you know? <laughs> um, Cause it's just a lot, man. You gotta like set up, you gotta clean, yeah. like you gotta store the food. Whenever I, whenever I buy food, there's a lot of food waste because it gets hot in, in the van and then it just expires. So I found it to be more convenient and actually less wasteful when I just buy cheap food, you know, cheap, healthy food whenever I can, you know, but my, my two biggest expenses in the, in the element are fuel and food. Oh, dude, what are gas prices in California right now? They're probably oh like, <laughs> um, six thirty. Jeez. Yeah. What so about you? What, like, like $80 to fill up. 75 80 dollars yeah like right around that. i have costco pro tip mm -hmm. if you're living van life get costco membership because the the uh, the gas is like 70 cents cheaper okay do they let you stay in the parking lot no i mean i, I sometimes i go and get a hot dog and like kind of hang out for a bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but yeah costco membership has really saved me a ton of money um because fuel is like one of my biggest expenses yeah i might do that too uh gas here right now is about four dollars where i am if you get to if you get oh to my some, god like, areas it's like 350 i would um, kill for that dude it used to be like 197 like here what what yeah dude <laughs> Cost of living here is cheap, man. Like that's insane. It, it, I mean, it's reflected in the minimum wage. I think the minimum wage for North Carolina is like seven twenty or something like that. Okay. Okay. And then yeah, so ours is like fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's, it's just it's different cost of living um, in different areas is is really all it is. I remember I actually lived in California. I went to college in California before I dropped out hmm. at a, a poly, and I remember there like. I just didn't have enough money to make it work, man. Everything was too expensive. I could buy like one Chipotle burrito there and back home in Massachusetts at the time, I could buy two of them for like the same price. And Whoa, like, oh. that's insane. I can't believe there's such a like difference between the, just the states, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes me feel like, what if I ever moved there? You know, like, let's say I like settled down and like got a house in California. Like, dude, I'm lucky to break like $20,000 a year right now guarding um, sure but that's enough here in california like, that's not enough you know well i'm super hopeful that your youtube channel takes off because there's no there's no cap right you you can be yeah, making exactly. twenty thousand dollars a month you know if if, if it goes well and i Have think you... go ahead uh i think that the path that you're on and you know you're all in basically so yeah. it's only it's only a matter of time till that happens you know 
and that's the way I view it too is like people are always scared of failing right people are scared of that and I was like well how can I fail like literally what what has to happen for me to fail right and the first thing I think of is like I get injured or hurt to the point where I can't physically make videos anymore um, which would suck but like that is a way to fail then the only other way to fail is like that I just give up and right. so if I if I don't give up and I don't get hurt which I realize like is, is not just like as simple as saying don't get hurt but like if I don't give up and don't get hurt like I literally can't fail it might take me a little longer but I literally can't fail and I think that goes for anybody doing anything like as long as you're not giving up on it and as long as you're physically able to do it like it's always there and even if honestly even if you get hurt you can start to commentate on it you can you know provide news and updates on that world if that's something you want to do yeah or, so or you can just pivot the channel you know i guess instead of getting hurt to be like don't die <laughs> like, yeah 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 die. if you're dead you're dead so <laughs> but i guess yeah exactly if you're dead like yeah problem solved you know you're not running out of money when you're dead but you'll be living a life without regrets that's for sure because yeah. because you you die doing what you love and, and that's exactly how I viewed it is like, dude, like, cause you can die any day, man. Like you can, you can literally just like wander out and like a bus runs you over, you know, like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, so why not, why not push for whatever your goals are? You know, like, why not try to live a life that, that you want to live, that you dream of? There's, there's no reason to, to put that off indefinitely just because you're scared of what might happen. Yeah, like what's the and what's the point of waiting till you're 50, 60 retired? Your body's not going to work as well, and uh, you might die before then. <laughs> I got to climb onto the roof of this thing to like get my gear because it's stored on the top in a, sure. in a basket. And I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, dude, if I were 65 and like had mobility issues, like there's no way I'm climbing on top of the roof. There's no and, way. Like, like sometimes, um, so I used to have to go through the sunroof. Cause I thought it would be like, you know, I thought it'd be cool to like, it's like a submarine hatch, you know, like you open it up and grab my gear, like close back down. I was like, this is cool. And then <laughs> so one day and I was like, oh, I didn't think about this. <laughs> so I had to like scramble up the side of the car to the top. Um, so, you know, lesson learned. I, I'm actually in the process of trying to figure out how to get a ladder installed or, or whether yeah. I just buy a regular ladder. I don't, I don't know the answer to that yet. Uh, I, it might be pricey, but I think there's a, a, a ladder that, kind of goes on the side door it's like mm -hmm. a gobi gobi ladder i think not the one in yeah, the back yeah it's 350 dollars or i think 400 dollars. and i dude i might just have to that might yeah. be one of those like you just have to spend the money on because I, I know you could like climb into the sun every <laughs> i to dismantle my own living room to like get to my gear that i use every day you know there's there's one wise old man who said you know buy once cry once so buy something nice and just you know <laughs> let, let yeah. it last forever what I realized is living this life, even though like I don't have that much money, but I don't spend that much either. So in a way, yeah. I can almost afford nice things. It's weird. Like I can almost afford more than I did when I lived like a regular life because now I'm, my cost of living, I don't know how much it costs me to live a month. Actually, how much does it cost you to live a month? You know, I'm doing a video about that right now. I'm, I'm going through like all of my expenses okay. and I'm, I'm going to calculate like exactly how much it costs me. Mm -hmm. If you're watching, make sure to subscribe to this channel. So you make sure you don't miss that video when it comes out. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of figuring that out right now. I, I do live pretty cheaply, um, but I have a girlfriend now. 
<laughs> actually, I, I got questions about how that would work actually okay. go on. <laughs> yeah yeah so you know um girlfriends cost a little bit of money like you gotta like <laughs> take them out to dinner and and treat them right and all that stuff so my my cost of living has gone up a lot because of that and not that not saying that she's like like after money or whatever like that but it's not I'm not I'm not just taking care of myself now I'm taking care of her and everything too so yeah and I totally get that too because like I know for me I'm pretty okay with discomfort right like if I have to yeah. eat cold videos every day for like three weeks like it sucks but like if that's what I got to do I'll do it but I don't expect other people like whoever I happen to be dating like I don't expect them to be okay with that there, um, there's this there's this meme where it's like this guy's in an empty apartment and he's got a, like a, a beach chair and a big tv oh yeah, the, yeah <laughs> and then and then the side it's just like an ocean view and like this is paradise and then uh-huh. all, all the females in the background are like, what the hell? This is- <laughs> Where, where's all the furniture? <laughs> yeah. um, how does how does it work having a girlfriend, man? That's something that I was like, how am I going to ever do this if I if I ever like end up dating somebody? Well, there I feel like there's just certain women who love it, who love the adventurous van life dude. Um, and they're like, oh, that's cool. I can go on adventures. And I had a bed platform in the back for two people so we can go on those adventures. Uh, with my girlfriend, she's a bit more established in life. Like she has her own home. She has her own business. And um, so basically when we hang out together, we either are on an adventure in the element or we're just hanging out at her house. Gotcha. Um, so, the, so that was, that was kind of like in the middle of the pandemic when we got together. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's nice to like have the option of both, you know? Um, but I feel like my van life days are slowly coming to an end, you know? Settle down, become a real like functioning member of society. <laughs> you know, like I still want to go on adventures, but um, I, I've saved a lot of money doing van life um and maybe it's time to buy a home soon and settle down and, and still go on an adventure and i'll become a, a weekend van lifer you know um so so that day is coming soon i'm sure how old are you man 32 okay so you, you got six years on me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you dude you're you're young man enjoy it dude enjoy the adventurous life you're doing it right you know like you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna have an awesome time for sure how uh how do you make money? I know you made a couple of videos on it that I like skimmed through real quick. You like walk dogs and and what else did you do? I, I so I do a dogs so well. um I teach yoga. Okay. That's right. So I'm kind of in this one area and I, I've established myself as a yoga teacher in this area. Mm-hmm. Um I walk dogs because I have a lot of like gaps in between my classes. Yeah. So I can just go to someone's house and then walk their dog. Or sometimes I stay at their house, which is nice. So I have a place to shower and stuff. So um, check out Rover, link down below in the description. <laughs> um, and in school, I studied uh, dance. And um, I also teach Argentine tango, which was something I just started. And then the pandemic happened and then everything shut down. And I'm just starting that up again because things have like opened up and stuff. So, gotcha. and then YouTube. So pretty similar. I think we're doing pretty similar things then, um, except instead of yoga and dance, I'm doing kayaking related stuff. Because um, like same, same y'all just bounce from outfitter to outfitter and guide their trips. And there's a lot of weird downtime in between that like, it's like just long enough that I can't like do anything 
really but like you know like like it's, it's a perfect length for me to not be able to like actually do something i want to do during that time <laughs> like, hang out, do whatever you can um, work on your youtube videos man yeah exactly uh yeah stuff like that tiktok dude are you on tiktok at all i was um but i found myself scrolling more than actually creating content mm-hmm. um and then i feel like because i'm a maybe it was just me but i feel like because i'm a little bit older i just didn't connect with the audience as much um yeah, fair. you know uh it just it just it just never really caught on and i decided you know what if i'm going to focus on one thing and growing one audience it's going to be youtube so i deleted tiktok and i'm just all in on youtube right now and i, I think that's probably the better decision uh to be honest because tiktok yeah. is just like dude tiktok is an investment because in order to create tiktok content that hits big you have to know what the trends are you have to connect to your audience and, and in order to do that you have to be scrolling through tiktok a bunch so like dude it's i'm doing pretty well on tiktok relatively speaking like i got like eleven thousand followers i think mm. um but nice. like it it's a time commitment and also the, the good news is that it doesn't take as much time to film i can create a tiktok in like 15 to 20 minutes whereas the youtube video usually takes me closer to like a full day or two to make happen so like just time commitments easier but also like it's so tiktok's like overrun by like 12 year olds dude like you, you yeah. say like one thing that gets interpreted wrong like a bunch of 12 year olds are like super mad about you and you're just like dude like i'm just, I'm just trying to like chill and hang out you know <laughs> yeah i i've um youtube obviously pays better uh yeah. than tiktok creation and I've, I've, I've heard that there isn't a great conversion from TikTok to YouTube. Like people who watch TikTok content don't quite watch YouTube content. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just all in on, uh, on YouTube. And I think that's what's going to work for me, you know? Yeah. And I think this genre is, is a good genre to be in. Sure. A lot of people, I think the ideal time would have been like a year ago or two years ago. Um, but it's still continuing to, I think van life and as a whole is continuing to grow. And I think a lot more people are getting interested in it, whether they're like actually wanting to do it or if they're, you know, settled down and they just think about doing it, whatever the answer is, I think it's a growing genre, dude. And, and there's so many questions that people have that yep. people like us can answer, right? Like people are asking like, oh, like even the simple things, where do you go to the bathroom? You're like, okay, well, I mean there's literally gas stations walmart's like anything that you need to go to the bathroom with um where do you shower like i mean i don't know what you do i have a planet fitness membership which i feel like is what most people do is they just hop yeah. Planet. yeah um but also most of the outfitters i work up work at has a shower um and the rest of the squad i volunteer with has a shower so like with all of those places like there's showers um and it just it almost like, I almost feel like we have the ability to be at the forefront of people that are looking to get into this. Like, hey, like, this is how we did it. Um, obviously, what you're going to do is different because you're personalized differently. But like, hey, this is how we do it. And I think I think this genre is, I mean, I think it already has taken off, but I think it's only going to get bigger. You know, what's interesting is that there's a, there's a subsect of the van life, you know, and <laughs> I, I really think like a Honda, the Honda element content is, is growing. Cause there's so many channels I see that are popping up here and there all about the Honda element, people living in their Honda element. So I think like even niching down from the van life and then taking that into like the Honda element in particular, there's like a, 
a cult-like following around it. Um, so I think it's smart that you kind of niche down because you can grow that core audience and then from there, it'll continue to build, you know? Yeah, and I'll be honest, that was completely accidental. Like, I wish I could say that was like some like crazy strategy. <laughs> I just happened to pick an element. I just happened to get into it the exact same because I did notice. Um, so I put my channel up, right? And I was just like, oh, whatever, like smell my channel. I figured it takes a long time for people to find me. But this channel is a month and a half old. and I'm at like 150 subscribers, which is yeah, insane yeah. to think about. Like within a month and a half, that's already where I am. Um, and element YouTubers like yourself, I mean, we're literally talking right now, you know, like I feel like <laughs> any other channel, if I put it up, like within a month and a half, I would not be on a podcast with somebody that, that runs their own channel as well. Like, I feel like that's just the, the growth of it. I think it, yeah, like you said, I think it's exploding right now. Definitely. All right, amigo. I think that's a good note to end on. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate it. You guys, if you're watching, be sure to subscribe to follow along on his adventures. Uh, subscribe to this channel as well so you can see more van life and uh, van life and Honda Element content. And you guys take care. Thanks for watching. See you next time. All Peace. Right, thanks.